Hey everyone, welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstow. And I'm Emerson Wimsowick. So, once again, um, Hannah, Hannah's at a cousin's house. So, I mean, she actually, at least she told us she wasn't coming. Sophia literally just like never replied to my text. So, she, she's not here. I know it's very sad. And I'm sorry. Emerson and I want, want us all, to, we want us all to be together. But the stars are not aligned. So, we're sorry. Also, I hope you enjoyed our bloopers episode last week. And also, um, I know that I accident- I submitted, I like published the bloopers episode on Wednesday instead of on Tuesday. So, I'm sorry. I know I said it, it wouldn't happen again. But it was because it was like 12, it was 12 o'clock at night. And I was trying to finish it because I came home and I had a ton of homework to do. So I like literally I was going to try to commit and like do it until like one in the morning. But I wake up at 630 and I really didn't want to only have like four hours of sleep. So can you forgive me? Yeah. Like, okay, no one else is even like I'm the one who puts in the most effort here. So and I'm still sleepy like right now. And it's like one o'clock. Okay. So this week we're reading chapters 23 and 24. We're getting so close to the end. Three more chapters to go after these two. Surprised how quickly it went. I know, right? What the heck? Like, I felt like The Hunger Games took so long. But I also feel like it's because we took some breaks. But I feel like this one we've been consistently going every week. Except for, like, the bloopers. Like, you know, we've just been, like... The Hunger Games, we took that like two week hiatus off and yeah, for spring break and stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy though. Um, so s- soon we're gonna be discussing the Hunger, the Catching Fire movie, and then we'll be on a Mockingjay, which is pretty crazy because that's the third book. So, um, yeah, so we're gonna have this episode, and so then you all know we're gonna have an episode next week where we'll be doing chapters. 25 and 26 and then the week after that we'll do chapter 27 and we'll watch the we'll watch the trailer for the movie and that'll be a whole episode and then we'll watch the movie together and then we'll have hopefully just one episode about the movie last time we remember we split split it into two because it like was taking a really long time and then you and Sophia both had to go yeah yeah oh okay so um but anyway let's get started chapter 23 after figuring out the arena's o'clock, Team Fire moves camp and decides to go back to the cornucopia. They grab some weapons before there is a su- surprise attack from the couriers. Gloss kills Wyrus, Katniss kills Gloss, and Joanna kills Kashmir. Then the cornucopia spins really fast, so they don't know which direction the clock is facing. They go back to the beach, and Katniss goes into the woods before hearing the screaming voice of Prim. See, look at how short that summary was. I'm getting so good at this. Remember when before my summaries were like half a page long? Yeah. This is like a cute little, cute little tiny. Well, except it's not very cute because lots of dark things happen in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's cute in the size. Yeah. Okay. Um, so knowing that the arena is a clock, like it, it gives them such a big advantage because now they can like, oh my God, I cannot talk today. They can specifically avoid like certain sections and they can like, you know, they can stay away and it's, it yeah. gives them like a heightened like sense of what's going on compared to like before it 
I feel like it would just be sort of random. They'd be just like walking and randomly getting like stuff. And I feel like this, I wonder, I wonder if, uh, if they, if like the career pack or like if other people have figured this out. Cause I mean, maybe over time, like you would realize like, oh, the different sections are like ones go like they're going off in a circle, you know? Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't know. So, yeah, also, like, Wyrus helped a lot with that. Because if they didn't have Wyrus, they would, I don't think they would have had any idea. Yeah. She was the only one really paying attention to it. Which is, so it was, like, kind of sad when she died, too. It was kind of sad. Because she seemed like a smart lady. All right, so um, there's this interesting flashback to Katniss thinks about Plutarch and when she was dancing with him and he showed her the watch with the Mockingjay and he said it starts at midnight or whatever. So what do we think of this? What are your theories, Emerson? I don't know. Like, he could have, like, I think, I mean, he could have been maybe, like, trying to... Like, give her some sort of hint about, like, the games or whatever, but I I don't know. Yeah, well, and then the other thing is, like, at the time, they didn't know what the quarter, quarter quell was going to be yet. So, I, I feel like this also solidifies the idea that, like, that the quarter quell was, is, was not, like, a, like, that specific idea of, like, the victors going in was, like, not made like a hundred years ago or whatever like it was made because they needed it oh, fruit fly okay it's gone um like it was made it was made recently so like he knew that Katniss was going to go back into the arena already yeah yeah because then like why would he help her I don't know maybe maybe he's like like, the idea of, you know, utopia, dystopia, like, he doesn't really see the capital as, like, this perfect place. Yeah, maybe he's, else. maybe he's, like, another version of Cinna. He's, like, a... A, a more cowardly version of Cinna. Yeah, like, a less cool Cinna. Like, Cinna's yeah. uncool little brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there, like, then more suspicious stuff, there's that whole thing where, like, Candace is, like, you, like... They're talking about, like, how the wire's, like, special to BT and how he, like, won with it. And Candace is like, you think you would have figured that out, seeming you named him, like, Volts and all or whatever. And it is kind of weird that, like, Joanna didn't really put those two together. Because I feel like she's a pretty smart person. Like, I don't think she's stupid. I don't know. It just, like, doesn't seem right. Yeah. Do you have any suspicions about this well i mean it is like a little i thought it was like weird i was like hmm. like that's kind of like yeah i mean it also could be like i feel like one isn't there a thing where if you're like really dehydrated and tired like your brain isn't just like functioning at its highest capacity so it's very possible that she's just like usually a very sharp person but because of like the environment that she's in like it causes her to be like you know like you just like don't think of obvious stuff well I mean yeah but I feel like because like she was a she was a victor before so like I feel like she would have at least like sorry 
the fruit flies back. Okay. She would have like known about him. Or yeah, like, like winning because like he won like that. So you think he would have like paid attention? Or maybe Whatever. She didn't pay attention. Maybe she was like. Yeah, it's also it seems like Joanna could be a very cocky person who feels like I don't have to do research. I don't have to like think of what other people are doing. You know, like it's very possible that she's just like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So if I was in the Hunger Games and I didn't have allies. I would be totally screwed. Um, like, just going around on your own, compared to, like, compared to Katniss's experiences last year in the games, I feel like this games, first of all, is more interesting because she has allies. So it's, like, a chance for her to, like, talk to other people before it was a lot of, like, Katniss is running in the woods. Katniss is climbing in trees. But, like, this time she's, like, talking to people and, like, making connections. And it's sort of, like, we saw it a little with, with Rue and, like, how close she got to her. But, like, it's still not the same as, like, being in a big group alliance. And it's, like, it's interesting because this is sort of how Peta must have felt when he was with the careers. Except, like, he didn't really trust the careers. Yeah. it's And it's actually, it's a little bit, like, hard to tell if, like, I'm sure, at least for Katniss, it is, like, hard to tell if she can trust these people. Yeah. Yeah, because they all sort of have their own motives like they all want to win but like they have to if they're gonna win they all have to work together so that that's why it would be stressful it it would be stressful both ways but personally i feel like i would choose the ally way because also i would mind less if i got killed by my ally yeah because then you're like at least it's for like a good cause at least yeah like then at least they're gonna win yeah at least now you get to go home because of the sacrifice that i made yeah and it's also then it's like Maybe if it, like, came down to, let's say, Finnick and Katniss, like, let's say, like, Katniss is, like, Finnick, you can, like, win and stuff. Like, maybe Finnick would, like, kill her mercifully. You know, like, compared to having to do some, like, grueling, like, fight to the death. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, like, okay, well, one of us is going to win, and I know that I'm friends with you, so I'm okay if you survive and I don't. Like, yeah. Okay, so there's a foreshadowing alert, like, right at the beginning when they go to the cornucopia where they're talking about, like, Wyrus is so intuitive. She's like a canary. She sings to tell you. And then, you know, like, they have that whole thing. Yeah. And I just, like, it's so weird. Like, if you don't know what's going to happen, it's, like, so out of context. Like, why are they talking about this? Um, But I also feel like then once you read the next part where she, she gets killed, it's, like, very, it's a good way to sort of hint at what will happen. Yeah. And I like that it's also, it, like, ties back to District 12 and the mines. So, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been down in a mine, Emerson? No. I went, we went to the Museum of Natural History or whatever. No, the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. And oh, yeah, the Museum of Science and, okay. I love that museum. Funny story, though. Uh, like a family, Um, one of our like family friends, like the, one of the kids in the family used to call it the Museum of Science and Interesting. <laughs> That's funny. I know. Yeah, I well, they have a fake mine there that you can go down into and like I've ride been... around in a little minecart. So I've been in that, but also, I've like, never been in a real mine. world or whatever. There's like there's like the mine. There's there's like the roller coaster. Like, yeah. Like, mine roller coaster. <laughs> yep. But I also feel like that is not very realistic. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, it sucks for District 12 that they don't really get an advantage while all the other districts, like, learn about their trades. Um, And, like, it, it irritates me, like, because it's frustrating. I feel like it sort of compares to, like, in today's world when, when there are kids who are, like, really good at a sport because, like, yeah. their, their parents, like, play it and so they just grew up playing that sport. Yeah. But, okay, but at the same time, like, for the districts, at least District 12 is not, like, sending down, like, prim age people into the mines to work. Yeah. So it's at, at least, like, they, I don't know. It's, I, like, I see both sides of it, but what do you think? I mean, we, like, we already know that, like, there's a lot of disadvantages for the, for District, um, for District 12, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so we already know that there's, like, a lot of disadvantages for District 12, and I, like, feel like this could just, like, this is just, like, another... Like another like disadvantage. It's just another thing. Like, yeah, it's just sort of like well, they're just kind of like used to it. They're like, well, like this is how it goes. Like we suck are. at life. Base. <laughs> Sorry, that made it sound like it was District Twelve's fault. It's not their fault. They did not choose this. Um, Peta's map of the arena like seems very fun. I feel like I would do the same thing to sort of like map out what's going on so I don't forget and. If I ever have time, I will be making one of these. Okay. Just, like, for fun. Not on a leaf, though. He was, like, drawing his on a leaf. I would not do that. I would draw mine on paper, but if I make one, I'll send a picture. Okay. I'll put it on the website, too. Maybe during your AP hug class. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lizzie and, Lizzie and I, I have AP hug with her, and we, we are not focused in that class. Like, AP hug, by the way is yeah. AP, human geography AP Human Geography for our listeners because my yeah oh my god sister first heard the class name she thought it she was like wait what like she, no we do not have to hug people for an AP class no it's AP Human Geography AP Human Geography yep um oh what was I saying yeah, but whatever. That's that's all. But I will be making one if I have time. All right, so I've typed a lot. I don't really remember what I said. I need to zoom in. I'm like, I'm so tired. Okay. Yeah, me too. I only got like six hours of sleep. <sighs> okay, I got more than that, but still. I watched the first episode of season three. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, we can talk about that later, though. Um. So, although it's sad that Wyrus dies, and I like, I feel... It just sucks because how old do you th- she I think they said she was like Katniss's mom's age and she seemed like a pretty chill lady like she seemed a little odd at times but I don't know she seemed like very trustworthy so it's sad because I feel like she was the one of the ones that Katniss really like trusted um but they do take two careers out during this little skirmish so that's a really big improvement like two careers and I also feel like it shows how powerful Team Fire is that, like, they have all the best fighters. Actually, well, they don't have Brutus and Anabario, but they have jo- they have Joanna, who's awesome, Finnick, who's awesome, Katniss, who's awesome, and Peta, 
who I feel like is slightly less awesome than them, but he's still up there. Yeah, he's strong. He's like, yeah, he's a big, he's like pretty muscly, and I feel like he would be good at hand to hand combat. So it's just like they're very powerful as a team compared to if Katniss had just had the team of people she wanted, which was Wyrus, Beatty, and Mags, like they would not be here right now. But like they got Finnick and they got Joanna. Like they they've made a lot of improvements. So I feel like Team Fire has a very good chance. Yeah, I mean they probably won't all survive because obviously Yeah. It's the game Because life, but yeah. Um also also I give so I give BT Oh my god, I'm sorry, not BT. Virus and oh oh my god. Who died? Wyrus, Gloss, and Cashmere. I give all of their deaths twos on the death scale because I feel like they'd happen very fast. So it, it like you would just die really fast because Wyrus gets her throat slit. I don't know how painful that is, but she dies really fast. Then Katniss like does an arrow at Gloss and Joanna throws an axe at Cashmere. So it's just like it's over very fast for them. So do 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 Um so then the then the cornucopia starts spinning. And I would definitely throw up yeah. like afterwards, if not while it's happening. Um I like I would definitely throw up and then I might like faint. So I have a story about this. So I I would say maybe like three years ago. Um, my family and I went to this amusement park. I will not name it just because. And there was this ride, which I will also not name. But basically, it was like on a simple, it was like a track. And it was just like, it goes back and forth. But it was like a smiley face. So like a picture, sort of like a wide U. And so, so it was this big disc. And it went back and forth on this big U, right? And, and then you sat on the outside of the big disc. And you like faced outward. And then the disc spun. And then you went, like, back and forth. So you were, like, spinning and going back and forth. And it was, like, very disorienting. And so the seat thingy that you, like, sat and it was weird. It, like, clamped your chest. Um, and so it was really, really tight. And so I could barely breathe. And then when I got off of it, because I was, like, not getting enough oxygen. And then it was spinning and it was going up and down. And I had no idea what was going on. And so I felt like I was going to pass out. And then um, I nearly threw up. I we saved luckily the ride ended before we got to that point but it was very very close like when i got off the ride my face was like dish green um yeah. yeah it was not it was not good and then some like then some person, one of the employees had to like come over and make sure i wasn't okay or i was okay not make sure i wasn't okay that he had to make sure i wasn't like gonna faint or pass out or die so okay. it was not a good experience um, and the thing is, as a young child, I used to be able to, like, be very good at, like, spinny rides. And I had a lot of, like, you know, I, it, they didn't, like, mess with me. But now, oh, my God. Like, I just can't. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, like, right right now, I kind of have a headache and, like, so, yeah. I don't, I kind of feel like nauseous oh no i'm sorry no it's fine it's because you know i've had a cold part of the week so like yeah 
you're still recovering. Like when I get headaches and stuff, I sometimes I feel nauseous. Yeah, My I saw get really bad. I saw Max this morning. He's also still recovering. So, yep. Okay. So another thing. I'm sorry. I'm gonna talk some more. So Cat Canis uses the word centrifugal. So I will tell you the language history behind that word because I know about it. So centri, it comes from Latin. Um, and Hannah and I both take Latin, but Hannah's not here, so I get to explain it. So century is pretty obvious. It comes from the word center, or I'm sorry, center comes from the word century. So like, you know, they're, they're connected. And, but then fugal um, comes from the Latin word fugere, um, which means flee. So centrifugal basically means fleeing the center, center fleeing, like getting away from the center, which explains why, like, you know how when, when something's spinning fast, you like fling off of it because you're, you're like going away from the middle. Um, so it explains like why the cornucopia, when the cornea, oh my God, the cornucopia is spinning. They're all like holding on to stay. The G-forces. I literally can't even talk. Yeah, they're just, they're holding on because it's trying to spin them off. Um, yeah, so that that's that. It's like when, when you're driving on the highway and then, like, you go around one of those steep curves, so you all, like, go to the side and then you, like, squish your, your sibling. Like, have you ever done that before? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. But then the opposite of, of centrifugal is centripetal. Um, so this means center-seeking because pedal pedal i don't know quite how you would say that um comes from pedo in latin meaning seek so it's the exact opposite it means you're like you're going into the center versus being drawn like being pushed away from the center so those were your that was your linguistics lesson today kids <laughs> hope you enjoyed because now i'm really tired my brain hurts so hannah has to go get the wire from wires he 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 that's funny um because her name is virus what did you say hannah no i don't think so i thought you said hannah has to go get the wire for one what maybe i did i meant katniss did i say hannah i think you did maybe i'm just well it's recorded so like so this is funny we're both like so tired i know okay okay we're waking up i really need water but i don't know where it is caffeinated tea yeah i need caffeinated hot chocolate is that a deep breath i i could make it a thing okay they probably make it somewhere or i just need like mountain dew that has a lot of caffeine in it and a lot of sugar whatever my two favorite things (laughs) so so um anyway katniss has to go get the wire from wires and i'm just i was sort of having flashbacks to when she had to get the bow out of glimmer's hands back in back during the tracker jacker attack so like why does katniss always have to be the one to get things from dead people like, wh- why couldn't someone else have gone and done it? Yeah, that's a very valid question. Why are they always making Katniss do it? Like, first games, that makes sense, because she was the only, like, she needed the bow, and that was for her, and Peta was not there at the moment. But, 
like so- someone else should go do it. Katniss, like Katniss is supposed to be pregnant. Why are we making her swim and touch dead people? Like stop. So, um. Yeah. So, so so the wire, like once now that's all cleaned off and not bloody anymore, which is disgusting. Um, it's like fancy and golden. Um. So. The only fancy type of wire that I know, like, the only real type of wire I know is just, like, electrical wire. Um, So, like, I wonder if it could be that. But otherwise, like, it could also just be some sort of capital creation. Like, who knows? Maybe they, like, found more elements or something. Because this is takes later. So, takes takes place in the future. So, yeah. Emerson, do you have anything to say about this wire? I just think it's funny that, like, she had to get taken wire from wires. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you thought my joke was funny. Um, so this is just a thing, but I don't even know what I was writing. I also did my notes like, at, like, way late last night because I was watching. <laughs> oh, you okay? Yeah, sorry. Okay. I did my notes like really late at night because I had forgotten about them. Um, but so. I just wrote, the game makers were smart to spin the cornucopia. Good job. <laughs> so, um, oh I mean, like, I mean, I guess if, if we're on the game maker's side, if we're, if, if let's play pretend for a second that like we're the capital, we're President Snow. I feel like we would be very proud of the game makers for coming up with this idea to spin the cornucopia. So, Katniss and Peta and Team Fire don't know what what time is what. So, I feel like that was smart. Yeah. It's cool that they, like, thought past their invention to, like, how to improve upon it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, Katniss, like, deduces that they are all protecting Peta. I wonder why. I mean, like, I also would protect Peta, but why them? Because... I don't know. I personally, my favorite like theory for why they're doing this is that like so far in this whole book, there's sort of been the theme of like Peta is sort of on a level above everyone else. Like Hamish is like, you could live a hundred lifetimes and not deserve that boy. And Phoenix like, um, no one here is a victor by chance except maybe Peta. And like, there's this whole theme of like, no one good ever wins the games except for Peta. So I, I'd like to think that the victors sort of all see this and they're like we want to help Peter win because like he's the only one of us that is sort of still pure and kind and not like corrupted by I don't know you know what I mean yeah so that that's my personal like favorite theory um but then there's also like the one where it's sort of like the rebellion and how that they want him because he's a good speaker and everything and I, I appreciate that too because Peta is really good at talking and moving crowds but I just personally like the whole thing where it's like Peta's just Peta's like pure good versus they all sort of have a little darkness in them Emerson what do you think of this whole thing with them protecting Peta and all that I mean that I think that um the like fact that he like yeah, I think that um, um, that makes the most sense. Like that they're trying to protect him because like 
he's nice and kind and whatever. Yeah. But but it's also kind of stupid. Like, why why are you protecting him? Like, you have personally, I feel like the one person I feel bad about. Well, we'll talk about this in in a second. But it's like the whole Finnick thing. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe Finnick is secretly in love with Peter. <laughs> there actually are people who ship Finnick and Peta, like over Peta and Katniss. They're like Finnick and Peta are the real deal. So, you should go hang out with them. All right. So, so Katniss just like runs away after hearing Prim's voice, and like we already know what she would do for Prim. She volunteered for her. She like. Her, her whole purpose in life is basically to protect Prim. So it makes sense that she would immediately just, like, sprint into the jungle to go find her. But I don't know. It just seemed, like, a little random. She's just like, Katniss! And then, and then Katniss is just, like, running away. So. No, it seems like a trap. Yeah. What? It's a trap, Emerson? What a spoiler. Um, well, okay, chapter. No, like if you heard that and like. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. I'm kind of. I'm actually kind of mad at Katniss for like. I am too. It seems like a little. Like, it's so clearly like, just. Like, why would Prim be there? It's very suspicious. Yeah, I, it's like I said. It's very clearly just a trap to get Katniss like away from the rest of the team. Yeah, it's a good thing Finnick was there, though. It would suck if it was just her. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that was chapter 23. I just, like, rubbed my eyes a lot. Oh, my God. Okay, so chapter 24. Summary. This is another cute short summary. Katniss runs into the forest looking for Prim. She finally finds a Jabberjay pretending to be Prim and making the screams. Then Finnick runs off hearing the voice of one of his loved ones. More and more Jabberjays come, and they try to escape, but the section of the arena is closed off by a sort of clear wall for the whole duration of the hour. Once it's over, Katniss sits with Peeta in shock before regaining some energy. That night, she and Peeta take the first watch, and he shows her his locket with the faces of Prim, Gale, and Miss Everdeen. They talk about who should live and kiss before going to bed. <sighs> Very cute scene. What? That's later. That comes later, though. But yeah, I yeah. It's a very cute scene. It's a cute scene between the two. It's very cute. Um. So, oh my God, it was a Jabberjay. It wasn't actually Prim. Who knew? Emerson, you were right. It was just a trap. Whoa. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um. Um. So one reason that I do appreciate this section of the of the arena with the Jabberjays is just because we get to learn more about Finnick and his backstory with Annie who we'll talk about that soon but I just I just like that this section of the arena gets lets us learn more about him because personally I find that Finnick and Joanna are one of the most they're like some really interesting characters to sort of unpack their backstory and their history personally like Finnick is my favorite just because he's been a victor for much longer but since he won so young like he's been he's sort of grown up in the sort of capital's eyes you know it's just like i really i really enjoy learning about Phoenix's whole whole backstory so he's like my he's my personal favorite character other than Peta. so 
Yeah. Okay, Prim. Oh my god, Prim being tortured is not a very happy thought. Like that's just sad. Why? Why would we torture Prim? Like, it's just sad. Yeah. And I feel like out of everyone in this whole book, Prim deserves to be tortured the least. Out of the still living people. I mean, personally, I would pick Rue over Prim as my favorite, like, small child, but... Um, yep. So, so they ran into this invisible... It's not a force field. What would you call it? I said wall, but I don't feel like it's a wall either. What? What is that called? Invisible... It's not really a fence. Invisible... Like, bubble? Maybe it's, like, a bubble? Yeah, I guess that. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, has have you ever um, ran into a glass sliding door before? No. Ah, uh, I have. Um, <laughs> I thought, because, you know, it's, like, cle- it's glass, so you think that it's open, but it's not open. Well... Okay, that's, I mean, that's fair, but because I've, I've bumped into, like, completely, totally, like, opaque things, like, actual walls, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but, but that was, like, before I had my glasses, so at least I have an excuse. Yeah. No, um, I've, I've ran into, like, not even, okay, so I did run into a glass one before, which hurt the most, but I've also run into, like, a screen door. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you're just, like, do-do-do. Like, I see the outside, and you're not realizing, like, there's all the, like, little black strands connecting you between, and then you just, like, bonk into it. And that hurts less, because the glass one hurt a lot. But luckily, the glass one I was going, I was not moving very quickly. So. <laughs> um. Oh, actually, speaking of glasses, we should probably change the, like, the art on the um website, because so. Fia started wearing contacts instead of glasses. Yeah, she did. Like permanently, do you think? Yeah. Did she? Was she wearing them at the beginning of the school? Like, when did she start wearing contacts? She was wearing. Well, okay. When I when I made the art, she had like it was when she was like starting to wear contacts more often. But I just like drew her with the glasses because I was just more used to it. Yeah, but now it's like permanent. And now she just she's committed. Yeah, I could never. I hate contacts. Yeah, um, all right. So I personally, it really, really irritates me that Katniss is shooting at the Jabberjays. Because while I understand that it's her way of trying to fight them, but like, think of all of the arrows that she's wasting. Like, it says that she empties a full quiver of arrows. And it's just like, like, come on, Katniss. Well, yeah, but, like, she just wants it to stop. But she just wants I just feel like Finnick takes a much smarter approach by just, like... Like, okay, if, if you do it at the beginning, like, I understand, you kill one and you're like, hooray. But, like, once you start realizing that for every one you kill, like, two more take its place, like, there's just so many, then you should stop. Like, there's a point where you have to learn that you're losing a battle and you have to give up. I know, but, like... Katniss was sad because it was the sound of her sister screaming and she just had to like <sighs> whatever I just like 
what a waste. Like, now now she has no arrows. And without arrows, Katniss is not that great at, at attacking. That's like, true. She needs her arrows. So, yay. It turns out Prim wasn't tortured, probably. Because um, that would, like we said, that would be very sad. And also, like, if, if they torture Prim, and then Prim dies, like, what was the whole point of, like, volunteering for her in the first place? Because now, Prim's dead, and Katniss is probably going to die in this arena. So that means that they're both dead, compared to if Katniss just hadn't volunteered for Prim. Prim dies in the games, and then at least Katniss is still alive. So... Basically, at this point, if Prim dies at all in these stories, it completely negates the whole purpose of of this all of these books. Yeah. Like, then it's just like, well, why, why did we do all of that? Like, then there was really no point. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, so BT... Like, oh. does end up being, like, a rebellion, like, whatever, if Prim still dies, it's like, okay, like, there's a rebellion or whatever. Yeah. But it I just still, it's none really of this would happen if Yeah. It would be very stupid and it would irritate me a lot, so I'd be like, Well then why did we do all of that? Like Prim It would just I would be frustrated. So um Alright, sorry, I'm distracted right now it's so i'm always distracted. i'm just like doing something weird with my hair ties right now and i don't know what i'm doing so bd makes this offhand comment about how what does he say he says what's um he he basically says that in district three the kids learn how to distort voices into screams at school and I'm just like, wow. Because I remember that Prim was saying, I don't remember if it was this book or last book, but she was talking about how, like, today in school we learned about, like, some stupid coal thing. Um, like, while well, in District 3 they get to, like, do fun things where they get to, like, distort pe- people's voices. So. What is District 3? Is that technology? Technology. Or, yeah, I think it's technology. So it's just like, and then District 5 is power, I believe. Yep, their technology. Yeah, I know. District 5 is power because remember the fan. I haven't worked on that fan fiction in like two weeks. Oh, that's okay, Emerson. But it's just like stupid. It's like, well, what was the purpose of that whole thing then? You know? Yeah. Oh my god, what am I even saying? It's just like, District 3 school sounds a lot more fun. Than District 12. 12. And it's also very possible that it just has to do with the fact that mining in general does not seem like a very interesting career path. For me, at least. Nope. But, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, like, in per- like, they have to calculate, like, mass of coal and stuff versus in District 3, they get to, like, play fun. They probably do, like, a bunch of coding, and it sounds fun. Okay, so moving on. Um, Joanna says that, like, there, there's no one left 
for them to hurt or whatever. Like, she has no one left that cares about her. And this is just sad because it's always sad when sort of people feel like they're the only one who really, like, who still cares about them. Um, And I wonder if this is true. Like, I wonder if back at home, like, what happened to Joanna's family and everything. And this is another reason, like, I find Joanna's background so interesting is because we get these little hints. And, like, she's obviously a very standoffish, like, person. So it's just, like, I want, like, it's interesting to try to learn what made her like that. Yeah. Okay. So we learn about Annie Cresta, um, who is Finnick's lover back in District 4. So she sounds like a very interesting character. And I wish we could have like somehow met her before these games like maybe maybe when they went to district four they like met her but we didn't really like get the connection until later or something like that i feel like that would have been fun um i mean poor annie though because like everyone in the capital is like obsessed with finnick and like yeah that must be so hard for her um so, also, one other thing is, if you remember, in, oh my god, in Finnick's interview this year, he writes that he has a poem, he reads a poem to his, here, let me, let me find it, like, his whole interview thing is he, like, reads a poem, and everyone in the Capitol thinks it's to, to them, but this means that it was probably to her. Let me find it. Emerson, think of something to talk about now. I can't think of anything to talk about. I'm bad at thinking about That's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's. We're almost there. We're almost there. So tired. Um. Oh, Finnick just recites a poem he wrote to his one true love in the capital. So, but in the mo- in the book, it's or in the movie, we actually get to see he's like, and if I die in that arena, my last thought will be of your lips. Um, so it's a good poem. It's very I enjoy reciting it. I don't remember the whole thing, but yeah, it just. And then this is another reason that Finnick is one of my favorite characters, just because, um. He is, like, this handsome, smart guy who could have fallen in love with, like, any beautiful capital lady, but instead he loves this District 4 girl who, like, is mentally not quite there. And I feel like it, there's so much more to Finnick than, like, what the capital paints him as and, like, what they want everyone in the districts to think of him as. Like, everyone in the districts probably just thinks of him as this, like, shallow dude. But, like, in reality, there's actually a lot of depth of depth to him. Sorry. For some reason, this I'm, like, very Finnick intense right now. I don't know. Rereading these books, I'm just like, wow, Finnick is really cool. Oh, this also, this learning about Annie Cresta helps me appreciate Meg's even more because it shows how much she cares about Finnick, that she wouldn't let his love go into the games because she volunteered for her. 
Um, and it's basically like what would have happened if Peta was chosen and then Hamish volunteered. So, yep. Emerson, do you have anything to say about Annie Cresta? Every time you say Annie, I think of Annie from Glee. <laughs> also, exciting news: we will get to meet her eventually. Okay. So that's good. Yep. But not in this book. Okay. Um, I don't think. Maybe oh, I don't remember. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So on a sad note, like they're having all this bonding time. Finnick. Oh yeah, this is the other thing I was gonna say. Is it like when we were talking about what were we talking about? We were talking about something, and I said like <sighs> how Finnick might not want like Peter to win just because like Finnick has someone he loves back. It would basically be like if if Katniss was in the games. And she was fighting to stay alive so she could get back to PETA. And it, it's like, then it's hard. Because, you know, like, he has someone that he loves back in District 4. And it's like, is he really going to pick PETA over her? Like, I don't know. So, we'll see. There are literally, there are eight people left. That's, how many people? There are 24 of them, right, to start with? Yeah, I think so. So then, eight, sixteen. That's a third of the people left, which is just crazy because, like, two days have gone by. Literally, like, two days. Four different cult arena, and like, it just it's it's so crazy. Like, you think that because they would like want to sort of stretch these games out, but it's sort of like they're literally just speeding it along. So, like, think about it. The monkeys. And the fog all happened that night. So, so yeah, literally it's been two days. Because that first day, they walked around. They got to the edge of the force field. Peter got blown up. Sort of. Then, then the fog happened at night. And then the monkeys happened at night. And then that next morning, they met Joanna and all of them. And then they, and then they dealt with the cornucopia and they figured out that it was a clock. And then, then they did this Jabberjay thing, and now it's nighttime again. Wow. And that's, it's, like, literally been two days. That's insane. That's stupid. That is pretty crazy. Like, compared to, like, Katniss and Peeta spent, like, four days in that little cave. Just by itself. So, yeah, the first games were much more drawn out. Maybe the Capitals doing that on purpose. Maybe yeah. I think they are. I feel like they're just like, because they, I feel like they know that a lot of capital people are not very happy about it. So they're just trying to like do it, you know? Get it over with. Compared to, I feel like Hamish's games probably took a pretty long time and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, there are eight people left and five of them are on Team Fire. That means 62.5% of the people left are on Katniss's side. Which are really, really, really good odds. I feel like this guarantee, this, okay, maybe not guarantees, but it gives a very, very, very good chance that the the victor of the 75th Hunger Games will be from, from Team Fire. So, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be beating. Well, I was going to say that maybe another reason that the Capitol is trying to speed that along is because they're like, they're mad. Or they want Katniss to die. 
Yeah, it's very possible that like we need to get to the end so Katniss doesn't live. I would, I'm just surprised that like there haven't been more things where like it's been specifically targeted sort of at Katniss to kill her. Well, I don't know. President Snow seems like pretty determined. Like pretty, I don't know, determined to. Yeah, it just like it's sort of it's like yeah. They they had the fog, but like that wasn't specifically directed at Katniss. And then they had the monkeys, but like again, like I don't know. It just seems like they haven't been I would imagine they would have been constantly like even if it's if it doesn't have to do with the clock. Like, you know how in the first games they did the fire to move yeah. her back and they were like literally shooting fireballs at her? Like I'm surprised that this this has not happened yet. So Yep. Emerson, do you want to read the recipe alert? No, you can't read the recipe alert. All right. Recipe alert. Page 36. Dinner. Oh, my God. District 3 dinner rolls. The District 3 dinner rolls showcase the district's technological capabilities. This district is known This district is known for its aptitude with electronics, and the square-shaped dinner rolls serve to distance the district from the natural world that so many other districts rely upon heavily. I feel like these would be good. Squares, like, uh, how square do you think they mean by square? Well, I don't know. If you think about, like, bread is usually, like, kind of circular, or, like, worlds are kind of, like, circular, so I'm guessing it would just be, like, you made a regular loaf of bread, but instead of cutting it into, like, circular shapes or, like, even rectangular, like, shapes, you just cut it into squares. (laughs) Yeah, it's just interesting because I feel like people make rolls by like they have they cut each one individually and then they put them on the tray and they put them in and then they rise up and then you have your rolls. But because I'm thinking of like the Hawaiian rolls and how those are like sort they're like sort of square shaped, but they're still like curvy. Yeah, they're still rounded on the ends. Yeah. So like how square do you think they are? probably more because like like the recipe said like it's not like technology like you know and separate from the natural yeah Yeah. like so maybe they just don't make bread naturally they just make bread in the lab that's very possible i could see that happening anyway they get like 24 of them right I, i bet oh yeah probably oh sorry you finish finish your thing i thought you were done I was just gonna say that I bet like Peter's very offended. Like if he, <laughs> he's like, yeah, why are these squares? They made the rolls wrong. Yeah, it was made in a. This bread was made in the. It's not made with love. Laboratory and not in a bakery. Yeah. Anyway, um, I feel like these would be good. Because I'm picturing them sort of as just, like, plain dinner rolls, but, like, squares. Like, I feel like they wouldn't be much different than other than that, so. Yeah. Um, so, wow. Peta and Katniss have such a heart-to-heart. And this is a reason that I love their relationship, because they're just so open and willing to talk to each other. Um, and they, like, they're not, like, holding back. Sort of like how Gail's, Gail's relationship with Katniss, like, for example, when, when he kissed her, like, he, he just left. He was just like, bye. And then they, like, didn't talk about it versus 
Peter and Katniss's relationship is very like let's let's be on the same page and like you know seems very healthy. Yeah, I feel like that's commu- like communication is a very important thing in a relationship. Agreed. Me definitely having been in a relationship. Uh-huh. Me uh-huh. too. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just from all the books that I've read, I know these things. Well, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, do to do. So Peter has this locket with Gail Prim and Katniss's mom. Um, and I really, really, really want this locket. Not actually. Do I? I don't know if I would wear it. Locket, but instead of of Prim. Of Prim, Gail, and Katniss's mom, it would be. It would be Katniss, Finnick, and Pia. Yeah, I could live with that. That's what I want. Cause like I don't really want Gail in my locket. You or Katniss's mom. Yeah. Well, I just have a yeah. Yeah, but maybe I guess. Katniss, Pia, Finnick, or maybe like Katniss, Finnick, Joanna, because I already have Pia. Sort of as he's anything. Yeah, I don't really want Gail or Caddis's mom in a locket, and I don't really care. Like, I love Prim and everything, but I don't really want her in a locket either, so. Um, yeah. Also, oh, sorry, you go. I don't know. I feel like Prim, I was kind of hoping that Prim would, like, become a little bit more of a predominant character, but she hasn't, so. Yeah. I mean, like, we sort of, I feel like she's definitely improved since, like, Hunger Games, she was not in it at all except when she went, no, Katniss! And then and then, like, when they were talking about it and she was just like, right before she went in the games and then she was crying again. Catching Fire, like, she's been helping, like, work with her, with Katniss's mom and, like, learning how to be a medical person and so I feel like she's definitely become more self-confident. But I, yeah, you're right, she's still not, like, a main main character. Compared to, like, how Katniss, Peta, Gale, all of them are just, like, a step above it. Um, do-do-do. For anyone who says that Everlark was just for the cameras, here is literal proof that you are wrong. As we see here in Exhibit A, Katniss enjoys kissing Peta and wants to do it more rather than just doing it for the capital. They're literally, like, taking a break from being on for television and, like, spending time together, and they're choosing to kiss. Like, I know, this moment is, like, really sweet between the two of them. I know! It's literally, like, if Hannah was here, she'd probably say, like, it's blossoming or something. But, ugh, I just... It's very sweet. And if Sophia were here, she'd date you. Yep. Um, yeah, she would. So that's good Sophia's not here. But I wish Hannah was here. Because then she could be excited too. Do-do-do. But. Um, so I just, I love how this chapter ends. Because it's just so peaceful. Like, so far, Catching Fire has been a really, like, intense fast-paced book and there's like always something going on some crazy thing that's happening and so it like always ends on a cliffhanger 
but here it's just like relaxing and it's chill and I can feel good about where we've stopped and it's just like yeah like they, they're just like relaxing on the beach and now they're going to sleep like it's just it's nice it's a nice way to end it's a it's a nice way to end for I don't know it just it's nice so it's a, it's a different change of pace oh do you have anything to say about this last part of the chapter before we get on to any theories No, I think I... Okay. And then, um, so, also, sorry, Emerson, if it was not just you, maybe this... Just, like, do you have any theories about what's going to happen next? Because the one interesting thing about not having having a cliffhanger is, like, when it's a cliffhanger, it's like, oh, there's fog, and it's bad. Or, like, oh, there are jabber jays. But, like, here it's like, we have no idea what's going to happen next. So, it's we've got eight people left, Chaff, Brutus, and Abaria, Finnick, Joanna, Beatty, Katniss, and Peta. And there can only be one winner. So Emerson, what, what do you think is gonna happen? Just give me your give me your best guess of like if you were writing these books. Or not if you were writing I don't know, just what do you think is gonna happen? It doesn't have to be right. Hmm. Well just like I, based on where we are. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be all like peaceful or whatever for a little while. And there's going to be, like, a really epic battle and, like, a lot of people are going to die. And then it's going to get, like, down to just, like, just people from Team Fire. And then they're going to have to, like, and then they're going to, like, have to talk about, like, who who gets to live and who gets to die. Yeah. I like that idea. We'll end up fighting or whatever. Oh, that would be sad. Because, like, I don't want Katniss to kill Joanna Beattie or Finnick. Or Peta, but, like, that's sort of a... Like, you know, I just don't want... I don't want it to happen. Okay, if... Let's say it was Finnick and Joanna versus Katniss and Peta. Who wins? Well, okay. If it was Finnick and Katniss versus Peta and Joanna, I feel like... No, 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 no. Jo- Finnick and Joanna versus Katniss and Peta. That's what I meant. Oh, sorry. I, I was gonna say that like maybe like um maybe like Joanna and Peta would die. And then it would be just Finnick and Katniss and then they would I don't know. Yeah. But also like if Peta dies, it's very possible that Katniss is just like, I give up because she knows about how much Finnick cares about Annie. Yeah, so then it would be Finnick. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess we'll see. So um, this week's like mini segment, we're going to do, we're going to talk about some just crazy fan theories that I just like pulled off, like just that are commonly talked about in the fandom. Um, so yeah, so here I just have some fan theories. We can discuss them, how plausible they are. Um, and yeah, so first one, Prim is the child of Peta's dad and Katniss's mom. Let that sink in. What do you think, Emerson? I don't think that's true, I think. Why not? Well, because... Well... I don't know. Because, like... Cat... Or Prim... 
doesn't look. Wait, so I'm confused. So do you think... Who do you think Prim's dad is? I think Prim's dad is the same as Katniss. Because Prim was born before Katniss's dad died. And if she... And if it's true that Peter's dad is Prim's dad, then it would mean that Katniss's mom cheated on Katniss's dad. Yeah. So, but, I think that's... Yeah, I feel like I would find it more plausible if Prim was born after Katniss's dad was dead. Yeah, I mean, it's tr- it could have been possible that, um, like, Katniss's dad died while... Katniss's mom was pregnant, but it would definitely be more believable if. Yeah. Yeah, it just like, because I don't think that Katniss's mom would cheat. Like, I feel like if Katniss's dad was dead, I feel like then Katniss's mom would feel less bad about it because I feel like Peta's dad would have no problem cheating. Because we learned Peta's Peta's mom is terrible. She she hits Peta. Like, she sounds like a terrible lady. And we know Peta's Peta's dad likes Katniss's mom. But it would really just come down to... Would would Peta's... Oh my god, Katniss's mom, like, be willing to do that? And I I don't know if I can see that happening, so... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I give... If the timing were better... But like it, Prim does have like blue eyes and blonde hair, which which makes sense with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, but that like Katniss's mom has blonde hair and blue eyes, so like it could have just been that Prim inherited her mom's gene rather than her dad's. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so next theory. Foxface killed herself, so she knew that the berries were poisonous. We already kind of mini-discussed this, but what do you think, Emerson? You are you were Foxface's... You were, Foxface was your favorite, so what do you think? Well, first of all, Rue was my favorite, and then Foxface was... Oh, sorry. So it was like... But they both died anyway, so... um, But I... You and I talked about this. Because the fan fiction I'm writing, remember? Yeah. You can talk about what you write. You you can say what you're writing. Okay. Okay, so basically I'm writing this Foxface fan fiction where, like, she, like, she was, Foxface was helping Katniss the entire time. And, like, so she, in the scene with the berries, like, she saw that Pita was, like, about like, was, had grabbed the berries and, like, was gonna eat them, so she, like, ate them both, like, to help Katniss and Peeta advance in the games and also to, like, warn them that it was... About the berries? Yeah. I like that. I didn't know that that's what you wrote, but that's, I like that idea. 
yeah it basically like the entire like also like when she jumped across the like trap in the careers like in the careers like resources yeah like she was like showing Katniss how it worked yeah like there was like a lot of little things that honestly like this is good I feel like this could be its this is its own fan theory Emerson you just created fiction it's good so it can be whatever I want yeah but I feel like it's very plausible it's very plausible um, oh yeah, and also in the fan fiction that I'm writing, the Avox girl is, um, is Foxface's sister. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I think it's very plausible, honestly. Like, as you're explaining it, I could see it happening. Foxface is actually helping helping Katniss. All right. Um, I feel like. But if we're talking about in the book sense, I feel like Foxface killing herself is definitely very real of a possibility. I think that all all of these, this theory makes the most sense. Yeah. So next one. This one takes a little more explaining than what I wrote down. Basically, the theory is that Thresh, because what happens is Pete and Katniss are in the cave, right? And while the it's going on outside, there's like this big thunderstorm, right? And that's when Thresh is killed. And the idea is, we never actually know that Kato kills Thresh, so the whole theory is that actually the game makers planned that lightning storm to get Thresh electrocuted so he would die, because they didn't like how close Districts 11 and 12 were getting. So what do you think about this? Mm -mm, It's possible that like they did that, but Kato had been like Because when they fought Kato, like, he had already been injured. Yeah. And I just, I think it's probably because he was, he had been fighting with the Resh. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, I like the idea that, like, I like the whole sort of, the game makers, because, like, Katniss was allied with Rue, and then Katniss, like, helped Rue and sang to her, and then Thresh helped Katniss. And so I, I like the sort of idea that the game makers were unhappy with the whole, the whole alliance going on. So, I just like that idea. But Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like that, that one's... Oh, I don't know. You're right, though. The injury thing. Alright. So, last one. Um, Cinna is actually from District 12. And he somehow worked his way up into the capital. And that's why he's so preferential to Katniss and District 12 in general. What do you think of this one? I don't... People from... People are probably not allowed to immigrate from from other districts. Like... Yeah, I, I think it was being pictured... I was sort of picturing it sort of as like, he has all this talent, right, which we know. And, like, somehow, cap- like, capital people found out about it. And so they brought him to the capital to, like, be a fashion designer because everyone liked his design so much. I mean, I guess that's true. But then, and it would make a lot of sense why they, like, they- why they would, like, beat him up is because, like. Because, like, he's, like, maybe because he's not really part of. 
the capital. capital. So they like they're like we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Um, you're becoming a danger to our society. So. Yep. Exactly what I was thinking. I feel like this one's pretty pretty plausible, but you're right. Like the whole thing, how would he have been found out? Like how would how would they have gotten him to the capital? Makes less sense. All right, so that's um. There's nine, sorry. Sorry, I'm counting some. So, yeah, I think those are all those are all the theories that I really thought of or found on the internet that I thought were interesting. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Do you do you have any other theories you want to discuss that are kind of crazy that you just like popped into your head? Um. No, I I don't know. Um, I don't know. Just be like, while we were talk- discussing this, you were like, wow, what if this was real? Well, um... There's definitely... I'm sure there's the, like, fan theories about there, about, like, shipping, fan ship yeah. stuff. Like the PETA and Phoenix thing. Yep. Um... Yeah, you don't have to. I was just wondering yeah. if you had any. I think of anything. That's okay. You're good. All right. So um, now we're on to the quote, and then then we're almost done. So so this week's quote is from Joanna Mason. It's "Go ahead, try it. I don't care if you are knocked up. I'll rip your throat out." Which some sounds like something Sophia would say. Um, yeah, definitely. What, what do you think? I don't know what. This quote seems also like a very Joanna thing to say. She says it because Katniss is like, they're going to fight or whatever. Katniss is like pulling out her bow or whatever. Um, and it makes me think, who do you think would win in a fight between Katniss and Joanna? I think Katniss would win. Yeah, I don't know. I also feel like Joanna, Joanna might have more like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be very close. They're both very strong females and... Yay, girl power. Yeah, I respect them for that. I, I appreciate that in this book. Like, like last book, Katniss, like, because the only other really strong female was sort of, like, Clove, because Glimmer was a little ditzy, and Rue, but, like, in a less intense way. And, like, Clove, we couldn't really cheer for because she was sort of, like, we couldn't, like, she wasn't really on our team, but really now we sort of, huh? So she was, like, really mean to you. Yeah, but, like, this year, this year we sort of have the Joanna Katniss, like, they're both really awesome. Um, they're on the same team. Yeah, and they're on the same, so we can like cheer for both of them. We're like go team fire, like yeah. But this is a pretty big threat. I'll rip your throat out. When I heard that, I sort of thought of Anabaria and how she she had her teeth cut like that so that she could rip people's throats out. Um, and I do, I like the, I don't care if you're knocked up. Like, yeah. I don't care if you're pregnant, I'll murder you. So, it's a happy yeah, note. Yeah, it's definitely something that Sophia would also say. Yes, it is. Um, so do you have anything else, Emerson? Um, no, I think that's... Yeah, I can't think of anything. My head, I, it like hurts, because at one of the swim meets, there's a lifeguard chair, and I banged my head on like the part 
like you know how the like it it like sort of had a thing that stuck out for where they put their feet yeah and, and I banged my head into it and now the top of my head still hurts even though that happened on Thursday and now it's Sunday wow Violet don't I know I you know get checked out and make sure you don't have a concussion I did not get checked out but it wasn't that bad it's just more like a bruise on top of my head and I keep forgetting I have it and then I'll like touch my head and then I'll be like ow um yeah but so that finishes off today's episode of capital chatter and remember panem today panem tomorrow panem forever to learn more about capital chatter visit our website if you've thoughts about what we discussed this week email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com all lowercase If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks!